the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and the Man. The Church still lives in the season of the Advent and the, the, the Baptism of Christ. We celebrated last week the Baptism of Christ, the, the, the Feast of Theophany. But we still, the Church, this is the, the next week, and we read the passage where the disciple of St. John went to him and said, they were envious because many of the disciples who used to follow St. John the Baptist are now following Jesus Christ. And he answered them and said, I am not the Savior, I am not the Bridegroom, and I'm going to focus a lot on, on this today. I'm not the Bridegroom. The bridegroom of the humanity, of the human beings, of the, 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 the believers, is Jesus Christ. The Messiah is Jesus Christ. He's the one who came to redeem his believers. And they will become his bride. He is the bridegroom and, and they are the bride. I am only a friend of the bride, of the bridegroom. I'm just a friend of the bridegroom. So I am just a friend of the bridegroom, and he was all the self-denial we can imagine of, I consider my favorite servant, Moses and, and, and St. John the Baptist. So in the, the, the ultimate form of self-denial, he said, he should increase and I decrease. He should increase and I decrease. So. The, the, the image he gave to the relationship of humanity, human being, mankind, to Christ is a bride and a bridegroom. And I want to meditate a little bit on this image, on this image of the relationship we have with Christ and what it entails. So I'm going to try to follow this image even from the Old Testament. There is a very powerful depiction of this image that we can see in the book of Ezekiel. That's a very famous chapter, and I hope you, you, you go back and read that, this chapter, Ezekiel 16. In, in Ezekiel 16, the, the people, the Israelites, were very much astray away from God. They started to do... Uh, what they call, forget about the term, they call it syncretism. Syncretism is when you, you get a worship, a form of worship from some religion to another religion, a third religion, and you make like a mix of, of a way of worshipping God. So the, the Israelites were worshipping God, but they were worshipping also the idols with Him. So they can go to the temple, but they, had, they were having statutes for, for their idols. So I, I think we, we do something like that. We come to church, but in our hearts we can have stranger or, or foreign forms of love to money, to ourselves, to bad habits, to bad sins we are enslaved to. Sometimes we do something like that. So, the book of Ezekiel was a condemnation of, of such behavior. 
You should be faithful to your God. He is your bridegroom. And he gave this image. So he started by saying that the Israelites was like an, an, a, a left out baby. There was a, 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 a practice. It, it has been even until the, the, the Roman Empire. What they call child exposure. Child exposure when someone, they didn't need a baby. They would expose him. Expose him means left him by the curb. Like, exactly like we don't need a couch or something, you leave it. So whether it, the, the baby will die or it will be taken, sorry to say, to be used for prostitution. Whether a boy or a girl. This was how babies would have been dealt with. So the, the book of Ezekiel started by saying Israel, Israel was like that. An unwanted baby. But I took that baby. I took care. And you see how the, the Ezekiel is, is, is going on depicting the image of how God adopted Israel to be his bride. To be his bride. And he's, so he goes on to say, When I passed by you again and looked upon you, indeed your time was the time of love. Indeed your time was the time of love. So I spread my wing over you and covered your nakedness. Yes, I swore an oath to you and entered into a covenant with you. God entered into a covenant. We were foreign to him. We became separated from him because of our sins. But he adopted us. And he get into a covenant. And he paid for that covenant. What did he pay? What did he pay? His blood. He, he shed his blood to adopt us. To get into union with us. Uh, yes, I swore an oath to you and entered into a covenant with you. And you became mine. And please, try to follow the, the, the expressions. You became mine. You, you are not of the world. We yes, we are in the world, but you are not of the world. And this is what Jesus said in, in, in the, the, the last speech he had before, before his crucifixion. You are, of, you are in the world, but you are not of the world. You are of me. You are mine. Yes, I swore an oath to you and entered into a covenant with you, and you became mine, said the Lord. Then I washed you in water. What is that? Washed you in water. What would be? Baptism, right? I washed, I washed you in water. Exactly like when we, we started to be Christian, we get baptized. We get into the covenant, but we became holy to God. He owns us. Not owns us, but that means he, he practices authority. But he is loving us. He's giving us himself. He's giving us his blood. Then I washed you in water. Yes, I thoroughly washed off your blood. As I said, he was saying it was, she was an unwanted child. Yes, I, I thoroughly washed off, you, off your blood. And I, I anoint you with oil. What is the oil? The Holy Spirit. The chrismation. I clothed you in embroidered cloth and, and gave you sandals of badger skin. I think very similar to what St. Paul said on Ephesians 6 about the whole armor of God. 
clothes, new clothes. And, and St. Paul also said in, in Galatians that you who are baptized in Christ, you put on Christ. Now we are clothed, we are clothed by Christ himself. We are in him. And our image should be reflecting him, not the world, not sin, not to the, 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 the pop culture or the, the culture we are living in. We should be reflecting his image. I clothed you in embroidered cloth and, and gave you sandals of badger skin. I clothed you with fine linen and covered you with, with silk. I adorned you with ornaments. And he goes on to see what, all, all what he has done for, for Israel as his bride. And then the sad, the sad reaction of, of Israel. But you trusted in your beauty, your own beauty. Played the harlot because of your fame, and poured out your harlotry on everyone passing by who would have it. You took some of your garments and adorned multi-colored high places for yourself, and played the harlot on them. So you got astray, you started to worship other gods. And again, God depicted this as harlotry. What's harlotry? Adultery. Like unfaithful wife to her husband who might get into a relationship with another man. I think this is what we are warned not to do as the bridegroom of, of God. So this image goes on. And it, it's also, this is Old Testament. St. John the Baptist talked about it. And even in the Revelation, we can see the same image. At the, 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 the book of Revelation, toward the end of the book, Revelation 19, then he said to me, write, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper. The faithful bride who kept faithful to her husband, the, the souls, the believers, the church, the real believers, who were honest and faithful to their God, they should enjoy that supper in heaven. <laughs> then he said to me, Write, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true sayings of God. So the marriage supper of God. So again, the idea of, of the human soul, each and every one of us as a bride who is connected and united to the bridegroom is a powerful image. It, it entails... Three things I think we need to think of. The first thing, faithfulness. We need to be faithful to God. Faithful means dedication. No one else in our lives. I mean, God forbid, the, the feeling of a man who is seeing his wife departing from him, loving someone else, getting into another relationship with him. This is the only thing that breaks a marriage in Christianity. Because the union is, is broken. So that's exactly what we do when we sin. When we sin, we act like an, an unfaithful bride. An unfaithful bride. This is what sin would make to us. It makes us unfaithful bride to the bridegroom. So this is the first thing. Our faithfulness to God should, if we really understand this image, and we are His then we should be wholly dedicated to, to God and to His life 
not to the life of the world. The second thing, our identity. Many of the, the people, one of the big, we are in, in a, 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 a country where many immigrants are coming, I and mean, most of the people are, who are who, who, from which the, 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 the population of the United States is consisted of, of immigrants. And many of those immigrants, how did they come and acquire the, the American citizenship? By marriage, right? Many, through marriage, they, they get. So, one of the big categories, someone can be granted the, the, the um, American citizenship is if he or she got married to uh, an American citizen. And that's how you, can, you, you are allowed, through marriage, through this union, to share the new identity, to have the new citizenship. And that's why we had the citizenship of heaven. That's why St. Paul said, our citizenship is in heaven. We acquired this because we became the bride of the bridegroom, of the heavenly bridegroom, of the heavenly bridegroom. This should be our new identity. Yesterday, I, we, we, actually in the last two days, I was with the high schoolers in their retreat. And one of the big themes we, we spoke about, heaven, we were speaking of the book of Revelation. And one big theme of the book of Revelation, how heaven would look like. We became heavenly. We are born from above. If we read the, 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 the gospel of the Matins today, it was the, the, the discussion, the conversation that took place between Jesus and Nicodemus. And he told him, if someone is not born from above, he cannot get, get into the kingdom of God. So we were born from above, and that's why our citizenship is in heaven. Can we then come back and say, no, I want to do like everyone else, I want to be like anyone else, I, I, uh, everyone is doing that, so I'm going to do it. Then I'm denying my identity as a heavenly person. He's born from above, who's born from the water and spirit. So, if we really understand that we are the, the bride of the bridegroom, we need to share that identity and live according to that identity. When you are, I think many of us has been naturalized, and one of the, the most important parts of the, the ceremony of the naturalization is that you give an oath, a pledge that you're going to be honest and faithful to this country. You will look for the good of this country. You will be loyal to this country. This is what we do when, when you are granted the citizenship. When you are granted the citizenship. We are granted the citizenship of heaven. How much are we? We are saying the pledge and living according to it. According to that pledge. So, it's, it's a big thing when we think of, of the, the, the the new identity we are, we are having as heavenly people who are not from this world, again, as I said, not of this world. We were living in it, but not of it. And it is not our final destination. It is not our final destination. Our destination is heaven. And this is what we are longing for. 
The last thing that entails this image of the bride and the bridegroom is love. And love that is based on self-denial. If God sent His only Son who died and shed His blood for our salvation, how much should we love Him? As St. John in, in his first epistle says, we love Him because He loved us first. So we love Him as He loved us. If He shed His blood, how much can we, we leave things for Him? I mean, today we are celebrating St. Maximus and, and Domitius. I mean, what, what did we leave for God? Nothing. Compare ourselves to someone like St. Maximus and, and Domitius. They left the, the, the kingship. They were princes and, and who kings to, to come, kings to be. But they left all of that. And they followed the bridegroom. They, they, they left the kingship to be kings. They didn't leave money. They didn't leave. They left to be kings. But they said, we are the, the, the bride of the, the bridegroom. So if God loved us that much, how much should we be dedicated to him? I like what St. Paul said on, on Romans 15. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good, leading to edification. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. So Jesus Christ came, he didn't please himself. He accepted the humiliation that we deserved. He accepted the reproach, he accepted the death, he accepted the suffering that we deserve. Because he loved us. If he did that to us, and this is what he paid to be united to us, how much should we be dedicated to Him? I think three things we need to remember as the bride. And that's why, by the way, look to the book of the Song of Songs. Many are attacking Christianity and the Bible because of the book of Song of Songs. What is that? Is there a flirting between a man and a woman? Yes, God is flirting with us. But not in a bad sense. God is united with us. We are His bridegroom. We are His bridegroom. And that's why if we understand this, one, we need to be faithful. We never live in sin, not like the, the Israelites. Number two, we share and be faithful to our identity, new identity as heavenly, heavenly people. Number three, we love Him as He loved us, and glory be to God forever. Amen. Hey, and oh.